one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, if you want more from us, then please do consider checking out Red Men Plus as a club legend. That is the top tier that gets you extra perks and benefits access to our exclusive club legend Discord chat. It will also give you free merchandise every year and a whole host of bonus features. Get involved on our club legends show. You can be on a show with the cast and crew of Red Men TV every week and a whole host of extra bonus perks as well as all the usual brilliant videos and podcasts go to redmenplus.com and sign up as a club legend hello everyone welcome to redmen welcome to the build-up show i am joined by chloe bloxham and john machin for this one um as we look ahead to liverpool versus bournemouth with the overriding mantra of dear god liverpool just win a game of football um dad hi are you coming in quite a sunny disposition today? You know, yeah, the weather's yeah. all right. Yeah, sun shining. Going off for a bevy later. Right with the world. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from the Reds. Even there. Even there. Um, it has been a bit of a grim few weeks, though, hasn't it? It's hard. I find this, and I know you feel this way too, and I think we all do. There's just a, a percentage of happiness that Liverpool not winning steals from your life on a day to day basis. And it's exacerbated by all the, the the noise that now surrounds Liverpool on a daily basis through social media and mainstream media and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it, it'd be nice if we could just actually win a game because I, I I'm struggling to work out why why I don't feel happy and it's probably well, just because of Liverpool. Yeah, at the start of a season, you want to start winning football matches, don't you? And if you've gone three games and you haven't won one. Every doom and gloom merchant says, well, we can't win the league now. The whole season's, you know, gone to pot, you know. Let's play our first team against Derby in the League Cup. You know, that's <laughs> all we're going to get this season. I mean, it's just, it just makes everyone, you know, miserable. And all the people on on Twitter and everywhere else who are horrible most of the time get even doubly horrible when we haven't won a game of football. Yeah, you know? yeah, and no, it's true. It is, it's, it's tough, isn't it, Chloe, because... We all just want to get about the business. This is that first month of the season. In fact, you meant to get a month, six weeks or so, of just pure unbridled optimism. It's a new season. Everything exists in possibility. Um, before you get into the grind, when the Champions League comes back and all of a sudden you're playing twice a week and you realise that not every result is to be all and end all or if you draw it can feel hard, blah, blah, blah. This is meant to be when it's fine, but to me that's point, because of the knife edge the footy exists on, it does feel like you can't help but have those fears creep in of like, oh, well, what, what are we playing for now? Liverpool cocked it up already. And yeah, just that general sense of just being ill at ease when Liverpool aren't, just aren't pissing games of football like we're used to. 
Yeah, I think at the end of last season, everyone was like, thank God the football's over. Yeah. And I felt like that pretty much up until a week and a half before the football came back. Um, the game, obviously, against City, I was after that. It was like, I am ready for this yeah. season. And we, now, bounced, we bounced out of the King Power Stadium that day. And now I want an international break, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> and I never say that. I can't be asked with international football, but right now, give me one. Um, I feel like I need another break. If Liverpool do not win on Saturday... Um, I'm happy that we're not on the TV. That is that is my point. Um, but people will go and watch it on Match of the Day anyway. So, um, But yeah, it, it feels like graft at times at the moment to watch us. I mean, I was at Fulham and I thought, surely we can't get any worse than that. And Palace was a bit better. We had our spells, but obviously we lost Darwin Nunes and um, we, we didn't come out with the result we wanted. Um, and then against Manchester United, it was possibly worse than Fulham. <laughs> and it's like... The Reds need to somehow, I, I don't know whether it's mentality, I, it, like I just genuinely don't know what's up with us at the moment and it's hard to put your finger on it because it seems like there's little potholes everywhere all over the pitch um, and I'm just hoping that the mentality of these boys, we can swing it around. I think that's the point, isn't it, Dad, is that there's injuries and we'll talk about where Liverpool's current injury status is but there's effectively an entire team of lads not available between injury and suspension. We can kind of, they can kind of cower over that and cry about it, you know. And it's going to be a bigger problem next week when there's two games, when there's Newcastle and the Derby, and you know, in, in seven days. But the point remains, regardless of how many games you've got to play, the lads who are available are going to have to be the lads to dig us out the shit. So you know, they, they, we're going to have to see increased application, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, it's always the case, isn't it? The team you've got available is the team that's got to do the business. Mm. I mean, and yes, Liverpool Football Club. You don't expect a team that goes on the pitch at Anfield, especially, not to win the game of football. Yeah. I don't care who, the, who it is that goes on the pitch. Yeah. You know, this I still expect them to win. Uh, and it, you know, I mean, there's a lot of talk about we need to buy, buy, buy. If we've got eleven people out, I'm not so sure what difference one footballer coming in makes. Yeah. You know, how, how good has he got to be before he can actually? change the problems that we've got at the moment and the problems aren't that we haven't got the players to go on the pitch because we're putting out a decent first team every time even now yeah. I mean we might not have the choice we want or we might not be able to throw on five subs at any moment but you know we're putting out a, a team which should win football matches the problem we've got is we're not yeah. and you, we really need to look at why and it's not just these three games it goes way back to last season yeah. we couldn't score goals once teams realise that if they sit deep We've nowhere to go. Yeah, you can press all you like. If there's no one there to press, yeah. Well, it's what been, the hell are you doing? It's been Liverpool's weakness forever. You know, yeah. teams who come in and park the bus. I mean, we've gone to Anfield many years, years and years and years. You know, Tony Pulis used to do this with Stoke all the time. You know, we're actually living in a, a Premier League that has less of those those type of sides, but it's become the, the method. You know, that's how clubs know. No point. In the, don't play wild open football against Liverpool because they'll kill you. The, the issue we've got, Chloe, and this is where injuries and most importantly, I think suspension plays a part in this. Is that I wonder whether Liverpool have identified this, but I don't. Bobby Firmino's not the answer to the, to this type of problem because if he was, we would have had no need to replace or upgrade upon Roberto Firmino. Salah can be the answer. Mane was a similar answer. We've obviously brought Darwin Nunes in. We've brought Jota in, as, and obviously the likes of Thiago as well to try and help us with these kind of things. But at the minute literally none of those lads can get on the pitch so it does make you wonder whether more application but do we actually need to do something different on the pitch because 
it we're not far off that that old adage of like you you know it's it's in, it's the definition of insanity if we keep trying to do the same thing knowing that you're likely to get the same result. Yeah, and I think in games like that, you know, we I think we had a Chelsea the one one last season where they sat back, they scored from a corner, sat back a little bit, um, and we struggled and struggled to break them down. And you could feel the pressure. You felt, oh, there might be a goal here, but there comes to a time where the players on the pitch get so frustrated that it then frustrates the entire crowd. And yeah. a lot of the time, we force these long balls that everyone's like, you've got thirty five minutes, calm yourselves down. Um, and I don't know what the answer is. I thought Darwin Nunes would help us with those moments because he's tall you know put one in the box for him and his desire make him go and win that header and he can challenge people he's not he's very tall but he's also very slick he's very fast Mm -hmm. Um, so he can do more than one thing and a defender's not just going to think oh right he's in behind me he's also going to cut across me and win this header Um, and his his movement you saw for the Fulham goal I think it was his movement was impeccable but he did something absolutely stupid and now we're back to point plan A Um, and to be fair we're very lucky that we've even got Roberto Firmino back because he was nearly not playing yeah. um, and I don't think he plays awful against Manchester United he just wasn't in the areas we needed a striker to be in yeah. um, and if he sits that deep again against Bournemouth if they do sit back and fair plays to Bournemouth they seem like they're doing alright for a newly promoted side but if, if it is that you've got absolutely no one testing that back line and that, that's the problem that's it it just tactically just feels off as well doesn't it Dad? you know we're trying something new clearly well I mean the signing of Darwin, Darwin Nunes actually makes sense now. Mm-hmm. It didn't actually make sense to me when we first bought him. It seemed we seemed a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to suddenly want a want a young forward who, you know, his experience is quite limited if you mm-hmm. think about it. Why why were we buying him? You know, and yet now and he's he does look quite raw still yeah. when I've seen him play. Um, you now realise that that's one of the solutions to putting. 11 men behind the ball is you actually get in there amongst them yeah. and, and rough them up a bit and, and out jump them in the air for headers and you know put them off. under pressure yeah and then the likes of Cavallo coming in who's very very good inside the box you know and Diaz who can beat three and four men at a time they're all s- solutions to the problem that we've they've obviously identified but you know when you lose Nunez and you're losing Thiago um, you start to lose the ability to change. Yeah. And that's our problem at the moment. We're not able to change, even though we've identified the problem. Yeah. And the problem is, as well, you've got Mo Salah, who we know is a supreme goal scorer, but you miss, you, you, the Mane absence is exacerbated because of the lack of Jota, because at the moment Diaz is still getting up to speed. I don't know that he's going to come close to Mane's goal tally. At the moment, I would suggest not. He's too wide for me. Yeah. Mane, see, when, when the reason that Firmino sacrificed himself and looked so brilliant was because Mane was always cutting across the defender on the inside. He was, Yeah, he was outside a lot and he, he could beat a man, but his inside runs that always got him to the box where yeah. he was cutting across the, the right back or the, the right centre-half, that's what meant oh we've still got someone attacking that back line where we I love Diaz he was probably our best player in that first half against Manchester United but he was so far wide that when Bobby's up here he's there and Salah's there there's just you know Martinez who's five foot nine being dominated by loads of people um, in the first two games just had no one to mark he could just mark the space and again Um, it's Nunez not being on the pitch isn't it because if you've got if you've got him on the pitch you want people to be wide well my issue with this is if we play if we know because it feels like we're playing 
we're trying to stick to the side, the formula that we're trying to generate. So we're trying to generate a new way of playing or a modified way of playing, but we're doing it without the without the focal points. Why aren't why why isn't Firmino being told to play like that? Is my issue. He's like that Man United game. That was that was like the best and worst of Roberto Firmino. You know when it works when he's pulling, he's drawing men off the off, off the back line. He's going deep. He's picking the ball up. That's fine. But either you're telling him because last season he wasn't playing like that. He didn't play loads of football for us, but he was playing much more on the on the end of things. He was getting into the box. He was vacating the box time and time again. He was on Jordan Henderson's toes. He was on Milner's toes. He was on in the centre circle too much. I, I just find that a bit odd, you know, because there's na- there's people's natural games, yes, but they're also no mates, <laughs> no Bobby, 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 <laughs> that way, that you know, like yeah, he'll do it, you know. So it it just feels everything just feels a little bit. Off, it feels unplanned at the moment. What? It doesn't feel un- in our sphere of influence. I would say though that Carvalho would help that, and I thought he helped it in the second half because he he was him and Harvey Elliott is the only one who, in my mind, can keep their he- held he- head up high for, from yeah. that game. They gave everything. The desire was there from them, and Carvalho when he got the ball. He ran at yeah. Manchester United. We don't have anyone in our midfield. Yeah, Harvey Elliott does that, but he was on the way. He, he was with Salah and uh, interchanging with Salah. So he wasn't really in the mid. Where Carvalho, when he got the ball, he drove forward into the middle of the park. In um, he, he obviously has the shot that leads to our goal as well. He's mm-hmm. there. Um, he's the he's in the areas where Bobby should be. Yeah. And I think maybe if he comes in and plays, that maybe might give Bobby license to stay up top mm-hmm. and. Carvalho say I'm going to basically do what you do but also when I pick this ball up I'm going to turn and face and go and you get on the shoulder and it depends if you start I think that's a really interesting thing it's certainly one of the big decisions which we'll be talking about later in the show about the actual personnel and what we're going to do for this game but I think that's an interesting point of the one thing you've got is an absence of people who are desperate to get into the box Jota wants to be in the box Nunes wants to be in the box I think you're right Carvalho does Salah does but I don't think Elliot does, and I don't think Diaz does. I think Elliot likes being the guy who kind of floats around and picks a pass and moves things forward, yeah. happy to get a shot from outside the box. But I don't see that like the give and go. I'm going to be bursting in. I'm going to be trying to, you know, trying to get in in between the sticks and get get a shot away in that in that kind of way. So definitely something for Liverpool to think about. Um, Fulham are above us. Uh, I'm not going to show the league table because it's three games in and I don't believe Fulham. in it. Uh, sorry, Bournemouth are above us. <laughs> Fulham, 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 Fulham are above us. Don't show this because it defeats my point. Almost everyone's above Every, us. Fulham are above us. Fulham are <laughs> yeah, yeah. seventh at the moment. It was, it was a correct statement. <laughs> it was correct but irrelevant statements, yeah. Um, Brentford are above us. Palace are above us. Forest are above us. Southampton are above us. Um, yeah, everyone, just everyone apart from Everton, Wolves, Leicester and West Ham are above us right now. Um, yeah, the there'll be a tricky test. I mean, we've seen the the the, the can cause problems. They are still favourites to go be. down. They shouldn't yeah. be a test. I've I've seen them against City and and uh, Arsenal, and they were absolutely dreadful. But they will sit back, and they will have someone they think can play up front on his own, uh, and and chase long balls. And that's the game we're in. And it's only it's going to be a question of. Can we stop them scoring that one goal we normally concede? The first goal. <laughs> in which case we get a bit more time to, to actually win the game or whether or not we're chasing the game. And it's just going to be the same as always. Whether Bournemouth have the ability to do it, you know, I would question. But you know. Yeah, a couple of injuries and stuff for them. Um, potential David Brooks is out, obviously. Um, 
Joseph Rothwell, who I'd never heard, is out with a thigh injury. Ryan Fredericks has been ruled out of this one. Dom Solanke is 50-50. Um, last word on this was on the 20th, and I'm hoping that maybe Dom will be back training next week. So hopefully he'll have a chance for Liverpool. Uh, junior Stanislas is also a 25% chance of playing in this game as well. The Solanke stuff I, I, I could do with, without the circus around him, to be honest. Because, if uh, you know, uh, he is... Clearly, our first experiment with getting a, a big target man kind of stuff to get up to get up in the box and, and play around and stuff, which didn't work. Um, but given how short we are, I could really do with him not playing. Or if he does, can he be rubbish? Can he be as bad as like Benteke always seems to be when he played against us post signing for us? Not yeah. when he was at Villa, when he was unbelievable. I mean, he, 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 they brought him in. He was very young, wasn't he? I think he'd been in the English Irish won the 18, under 18 World Cup. Had, didn't look very good. He actually got more chances than you thought he would have done at that age. Yeah. Played a lot of time on the you know for Liverpool. Played, played the best side up. Scored in the very last game of the season. That was the only goal he got. Yeah. At which point I realised that he was never going to be a centre forward for us. There was a little moment where he scored that because we played. We basically moved our front three back a row and put him in front of it, and I was like. Well, this is all very if, Robert Lewandowski-esque. If, if he scored in the first game yeah. rather than the last, yeah, I might yeah, have yeah. been impressed. Yeah. I don't and think then he's recovered from he's being picked to, that He's gone game. to Bournemouth and eventually he's found his feet in the Championship. And good luck to him. I think he's probably a good forward. Yeah. Uh, but he's, you know, he's not what we want. But he's obviously found his niche at Bournemouth. Yeah, 30. He scored 15 and 45 in the Championship in his first season and then uh, 30 and 48 last season. I mean, yeah, it's good. The thing to be wary of this is that, like, a lot of people were asking the Alexander Mitrovic question on the opening day and saying, well, it's all well and good being good in the Championship, but can you do it in the Premier League? That's where I'm, I, we need to be a little bit careful around this because, you know, he, he is coming up in goal scoring form. Just, we, all, we all know that if, if they're going to score, he's going to score, it, isn't he, if he's on the pitch? <laughs> <laughs> Even if it just bounces off his head. You will know. he celebrate? Does he care enough about us to, no, to not celebrate? celebrate? I would celebrate, celebrate if I was. <laughs> I, I don't know. Did he, have a, he felt like he had a good relationship with, with Klopp, so maybe not, but yeah. who knows? It's been Scott Parker's a bit of an odd one because... I still bear the scars of 2021. I'm not sh- totally keen on that jacket he keeps wearing with the no, weird stripes on the exactly arm. No, that's exactly what I thought when you said him. Um, it's funny because I thought, why the hell is he leaving Fulham for Bournemouth? And yeah, it's been great for both clubs because yeah, yeah. Fulham have gone on from strength to strength and he's managed to turn Bournemouth around and bring them up. Um, I think Fulham are still a much better side than Bournemouth. but uh, Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, he's obviously a decent manager, and he's been he's been kind of he's gone under the radar. There's a few of these guys, aren't there? Obviously, Vieira doing something at Crystal Palace. All the focus was very much on Gerard and very much on Lampard. But there's another similar age generation. Apparently, there's a lot of lot of hopes for Scott Park. I could really do with him just being shite. Yes, thank you, Chloe. That's exactly the word I was reaching for. If he could just be crap, that would be brilliant. Thanks just for, for a week after that. Just, be no, right. yeah, go back to being a whale beater. You know, we'll be up in, in potential. Um, one little note, actually, um, that I, I think has gone a little bit under the radar, but they played in midweek um, because obviously Liverpool. <laughs> we so rarely that we're in the second round of the League Cup that I always like. I hear Everton's Ever- 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 It's always the. 
why is this game not on telly? Or where can we see this game? Said, oh, oh, oh God, it's the oh, it's the second round of the League Cup time. Um, they obviously got through. Uh, they beat Norwich on penalties, uh, five three in the end. Obviously, it doesn't go to extra time or anything, so it goes ninety minutes straight to pen. So it's not like they've had tons of extra exertion, Chloe. But that isn't that that could play into Liverpool's hands. I'm not sure. I'm not sure quite how strong they were, but the fact that they've had to pre- prepare for another game midweek should. Hopefully it's taken a little bit out of the legs, which will add to our favour, you'd, you'd surmise. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope the fact that we've... Well, we haven't got a full week, have we? Because we played Monday. But I hope that the turn that, we, that we've obviously had off not playing midweek means that we've had more training sessions and Jürgen Klopp just screaming at them and saying, lads, I need a reaction from you. Um, and, and hopefully we can do it against Bournemouth, who... You know, they, they don't play well. To be fair, the championship at the end, it get there's a lot of games there, isn't it? Yeah. So they are probably actually used to doing that. Yeah, yeah. Just they're not used to doing it and having to play a Liverpool side. And Christ, I was trying to fight that one away. Yeah, <laughs> whoever they played, it, they're just not used to having Premier League sides in the middle. Um, so yeah, I mean, even Norwich isn't isn't an easy task. They've only just went down as well. So um, hopefully that gives us some kind of advantage. I'll take anything. I mean, they, they, they beat Villa, didn't they, in their first game, which yeah. surprised me. I really thought, you know, Villa would wipe the floor with them. Yeah. Um, but I, I had a look at the stats on that, and they, um, Bournemouth only had 30-odd percent, like 34% possession, yeah. and still won the game, which suggests that they um, are able to lie deep and let the other team have, the, have all the ball like they will against us. Yeah. Um, but then you, I saw them against City and Arsenal, and they just wiped the floor with Bournemouth. They didn't have any truck with them at all. Yeah. <laughs> just looking at it in terms of the um, the game against Norwich in the week, and I, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know too much about Bournemouth <laughs> squad members or whatever. But the Neto and Gold, Greenwood, Senesi, Hill, Stacey across the back four, uh, Pearson and Cook as a two-man midfield, Anthony and Mark Hondes and Christie behind a Sadie. That's um, not their team. That's 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 a weekend side. Yeah, and just in terms of that, like Senesi played against Arsenal, and that's and Pearson played as well, but that's pretty much yeah. it so the yeah. other thing that worries me is the the two teams that we've mentioned them playing which is City and Arsenal are scoring goals for fun mm-hmm. Liverpool aren't so it's also a case of are they scoring goals for fun because they're playing Bournemouth so that's the question <laughs> that we need to answer I don't know I hope so <laughs> I hope that's the reason um, but uh, it, it's a case of um, they're going to put their, their strongest 11 out and it depends what they do. Scott Parker likes to play football. He doesn't like to sit back, so that might have an effect. You'd have it's to be stupid to come to Liverpool and not sit back. A lot of people are stupid, though. Sometimes they do <laughs> have just you seen think... his jackets? <laughs> <laughs> they do just think that, that there, are, there are teams that have came to Anfield and stupidly thought that we might not have loads of possession, but when we do, we can knock it about. And uh, they, they, they don't realise how high the press is, especially with that Anfield crowd. Um, and hopefully they... We're in a weird situation with this though, because I think we started so strongly against Palace, but then you don't score and you got great great optimism from the crowd, and then it's sort of tailed off when it's not. And obviously they score as well, which kind of cuts the legs off us a bit. But I just wonder whether approach-wise, whether we might just be better. You you want to get a fast start to get the crowd on side, but you don't. Don't Don't leave yourself open. Don't burn yourself out. You know, it's ninety minutes. That's what we've been so good at over the years is remembering it's a ninety-four, ninety-five minute game of football feel your way into it and we're, but the problem is when you've got no game changers on the bench you haven't you've kind of got to get it one in 
70 minutes, you, it's a, yeah, you know, a bit of a basket You know, the game where I first realised that, though, was Wolves' last game of the season, where, for the life of us, for some reason, we were forcing everything, and it was just, every time we got the ball, hoof, hoof, yeah. lump it, lump it, in the, and, and we were like, lads, you've got 70 minutes, what are mm. you, calm down and play your football and you'll get through, yeah. and instead, because we knew that they were losing, and we just lost our heads a bit and just tried to force it too yeah. much, and I think that's the first time we've seen it, and now we're obviously seeing it pretty much every game. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, it's nearly the end of August, which means we will soon be doing our club legend prize draw. This month's prize is this amazing framed, signed, shared by none other than Liverpool's European Cup winning captain, Mr. Phil Thompson. If you want to be involved in this prize draw, all you got to do is be a club legend subscriber on Red Men Plus. If you've never been over to Red Men Plus before, do check it out. Sign up for the club legend. You'll get access to our Discord chat. You get free merch, you get discounted merch, and of course, entry into this competition. If you're a club Captain over on Red Men Plus, do upgrade to Club Legends and you too will be in the prize draw. Time is running out, so go and do it. Go and do it now. Hey, yes, welcome back. Uh, yeah, if you want to get into the draw for the signed Phil Thompson 77 European Cup shirt, then you can do. Go to redmenplus.com, sign up. Uh, one of the added perks of joining as a club legend, aside from being put into amazing prize draws every month, is we've got our Discord. Um, which is full of club legends, which is just full of just wonderfully sound human beings. And as we've already kind of hinted at, I'm pretty unprompted as well. Like everyone's having a bit of a torrid time dealing with Liverpool chat online. The the amazing people we've got in our club legends. It's a, it's like a calming chat oasis um, where people can have reasonable discourse about the Reds without resorting to name calling or using the horrible terms or trying to put people pigeonhole people into boxes using like words well, like top and bottom and all that kind of stuff. We don't need any of that stuff. So yeah, if you want to talk about Liverpool and chat with Liverpool and have some Liverpool mates online, but you don't want knobheads, there's a no dickhead policy in our um, club legend Discord chat. So yeah, one of the other perks as well as all the extra content. 
redmanplus.com. Right, sounds. Uh, so the trivia question was, there are four players who've played for both Liverpool and Bournemouth currently playing for other Premier League sides. Um, to ease into this, there's, uh, there's another couple of players. The fact that both teams have got a currently owner player who has played for both. Any idea who we've definitely discussed at least one of them? Dom Solanke. Dom Solanke is one. There was another one. He, he, he played. The, he, he turned up for Liverpool the last time we played at Anfield. Come again. He played centre half for Liverpool. Nah Phillips. Nah Phillips. There we go. So there's there's two, but they don't count as the answers for this okay. for this question. Um, I asked the club legends this question. Scott T correctly says Adam Lallana is one. Oh, I didn't even play, know he played football. Used to play football. Big fan of apparently he's got his favourite strip club down there. That's a rumour, uh, unsubstantiated, but I think it's true. Um, right, sounds. Uh, is a good shout here for. Oh, what else have we got? So there was a shout for Jordan Ibe. No, Jordan Ibe doesn't currently play in the Premier League. As we mentioned off air, he's in the second division. He's playing for Anaspor or something in the second division of Turkey, but he has played for both. Um, no more, no more stabs on this one. I don't know. Did Jamie Redknapp ever play for his dad? Then? Jamie Redknapp did, but he's not currently playing in the Premier <coughs> League, so it's a good shout for play for both. Uh, we played against one. In fact, one play we played against one last uh, last time at Anfield as well. One so place for Crystal Palace. Palace. Nathaniel Klein played for Liverpool. For yeah, there you go. Nathaniel yeah. Klein. There you go. Played also played because we. Yeah, did we loan him to? Bournemouth? Anyway, he was there. Um, I'll give you the answers because this is going down like a fucking lead balloon. To be um, fair, I've got two. <laughs> now I've got one. I'm yeah. to go. I've got Nathaniel Klein and I'm taking that. Either. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I couldn't have soft-served that anymore. But, no, you know, but it's, that's... you know, mine's not, not all there. Nathaniel Klein, Danny Ings, oh, yeah. Adam Lallana, as shouted out, and Harry Wilson. Oh, Oh yeah. Additional players uh, to that, just in more recent terms. Obviously, Jamie Redknapp played. Nathaniel Phillips played for Brad Smith, of course, played for both. We sold them to them. Nigel Spachman, Dad. Yeah. yeah. Wow. David James apparently didn't know that. Jordan Ibe. Doug, <coughs> Doug Livermore. Laurie Dallavalle. Yeah, Jimmy Case. Wow. Yeah, loads, there's loads and loads of lenders, a bunch I've never heard of in my life after that. But yeah, Alec, who, Alex Watson? I don't yeah, know. yeah. Who was he? He was an old player. <laughs> Sad. Okay. The, I mean, the, the thing is, it sounds like Bournemouth have all of our players at some point in their yeah, careers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Everyone passes through Bournemouth at least once. I mean, it's where you go to retire anyway, isn't it, yeah, Bournemouth? Yeah, so. definitely. Um, okay, cool. Um, if you got that right, you're absolutely brilliant. Give yourself a massive pat on the back. And if you got that right in the live show chat right now, give yourself the reward of dropping a like. Also, get a life. <laughs> That's oh wow. Okay, sad. Sorry. Apologies. Pick yourself up. You've just been bodied by John Machen live on stream. Um, right. Cool. Um, let's talk about Liverpool's injury situation. Then I've just done Jano Insight with Neil Jones, and we were discussing. This is one of the main talking points on that show. Was how few players have a. This, are, are we there's an obvious return date for like you know when you often talk about players and you go. Well, I know he's back in three weeks. Like Thiago, they immediately said four to six weeks, yeah. and so we and we had and, and people calculated that'd be like nine games. And then Klopp said, "I hope it's more like four. So there's a rough. We have a rough idea that we're probably two or three weeks maybe away from Thiago. Hopefully, being Mid -mid back in September's training. Mid September is what I heard. Yeah. Um, 
But like, so Injury Room has got Diogo Jota down as being the 3rd of September. Joel Matip is the 3rd of, uh, of September. Kelleher should be back by the end of the week or by the end of the by the end of next week. Curtis Jones should be back next week according to them. Cater potentially. But you know, and, and there's no return date on Oxley Chamberlain, Canate, or Calvin Ramsey. But it just feels like I mean at this point that I mean as I said, we've got a team worth of players out, Dad. It it doesn't feel like there's any there's no cavalry coming anytime soon. And even if Liverpool were to drop into the transfer market today, it's not helping us for Bournemouth at the weekend. And it's probably not helping us for Newcastle in, in midweek next week. Um, that is a concern because if you're looking at the lads at, at Old Trafford and the performance there, if you're hoping, there's nothing we can do to shake that up other than it has to be done internally. Maybe there's a couple of tactical tweaks. Maybe there's one or two little shifts we could do, but... It seems like the answer's going to have to come in soul-searching and that's not something that you can put like a, a, a real I, I, value on. I don't on. know. I mean, I, I think there's too much crisis talk. Mm. I mean, the, the, the match against United, we were on a hiding to nothing. Yeah. You know, they, they'd they lost their first two games badly, yeah. including their first home game. The fans are up in arms. You know, they want to set fire to the ground and things. They're just... You know, the whole club is in crisis, and then they play their biggest arch rivals, and they have a whole what week or nine days or something to fire them all up. You know, I I just think you know it's one of those things. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, even at our best, I think we'd struggle to win that game mm-hmm. because of the emotion that went into it from United, and I, I don't think we should read too much into it. it. I mean, the problem was our first two games. You know, people sort of found us out and stopped us scoring. Um, and they're the ones you should be looking at rather than the United game. Forget about the United game. You know, Fulham, you know, and Crystal Palace, We they both gave us problems. Yeah. And we need to solve those problems. United gave us totally different problems. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's a good it's a, it's a point. I think I've been kind of trying to, I've been circling that point for a few days in that. I don't think it's it feels catastrophic because it's Man United and it matters so much, and they are crap. But also, as you as you kind of point out, they they are at least on paper better than both the teams that we've drawn against previously. So I think that's a good point that you need. To, you, you can and I've been saying this for a while. You can lose at Old Trafford; it never feels right. But you you should be able to. You should be able to lose at Old Trafford and not be a, t- a massive point of your season, but it became I that mean, because p- of the performances in the two we, games. We before. nearly always lose at Old Trafford. Yeah. You know, that's the history of. But we've been but, telling ourselves United are shite, and we've beat the five, but the, nine the, goals if, on aggregate. If last we'd season. beaten United, we'd still have the same problems we've got today. Why? Yeah. Why did we draw a Fulham? And why did we draw a Crystal Palace? Yeah, they're the problems we've got. Not whether we beat or were beaten by United mm-hmm. the problem is totally different that that sort of masks the real issue yeah and the real issue is that we're not scoring goals yeah I think that's a, a, a big thing and I guess big decisions wise Claude there's I guess Fabinho's you would expect Fabinho just to come back in for this it feels to me a little bit like and this is again a knock on impact of how how many players are unavailable I can't there's no way where Fabinho doesn't Start at Old Trafford if not for we're just trying to protect him and Henderson a little bit because we're not we're one more injury away from genuinely being in deep deep shit here. Um, so you'd expect him to come back in. 
Yeah, um, I think after what happened, you have to. He's not being great, let's be honest. But you could say that for at least nine other players on that football pitch um, in the in the first three games. So yeah, he has to start for me um, because I can't see Milner and Henderson together. Especially, I can I can slightly understand it against United because it's United. It's like a derby. It's it's one of the biggest games of the season. This is now even bigger than the United game because of what's happened, and it's Bournemouth. You cannot have those three as you sit in midfield three. Mm-hmm. Um, I need someone attacking because you you're gonna assume that Bournemouth are gonna sit back and they're gonna be hard to break down, um, and they'll be happy with anything out of the game. So uh, we're we're United is a case of that at home that everyone's already fuming. They're gonna need a reaction now. Liverpool, you've you've got to you've got to change stuff. Um, and Fabinho comes in, and Fabinho gives you the license to put a more attacking-minded footballer on that midfield. And that's the thing. Klopp referenced this didn't he post-match against United that he said, "I, I can't even change formation because I haven't got another attacker." But I don't know whether. Because I suppose he probably see whether he sees four two three one as a change of formation because it's not a, it's not really if you've already got an attacking midfielder in your middle of three then four two three and four two three one are, are just they're just positional it just difference more advanced and stays there pretty it's, much it's game state more it would, than it would give you possibly tactics. the option of bringing in Cavallo because at the moment if he's playing a three he's not playing Elliot and Cavallo in the same side yeah you know there's just no way he's going to do that but if you were playing you know four two three one then there be options there that might allow it, but I, I'm still not convinced he's going to go, you know, that gung ho. Because that that's the thing we talked about it before, positionally wise. I'm, a, I'm my concern with Carvalho is it's too soon, and I don't think we should be throwing all of our hopes onto 19 year old new signings because you, we saw it, we seen it with Elliot already, you know. The injury really rocked him last year. He looked like he was absolutely flying. We're tra- we need to rehabilitate him because you only get to burst on the scene once and that youthful exuberance will carry you through a lot of stuff. And it's, impo- it's, it's very difficult to replicate that if you get stopped in any way. We've seen so many young players have their careers not hit the highs before just mad circumstances. Like Rian Bruce is a great example of that. He should be a generational sort of talent. He had everything going for him, but he gets injured at the wrong time and he's never... He's never kind of recovered from that psychologically, physiologically. Car bought the Carvalho thing. Everything we said about Firmino earlier. If Bobby's being told to drop deep, then somebody's got to be told to fill that space. And there's definitely something in that. I, I did a show uh, for Lab Bible this week talking about like Chelsea 405 and how Drogba facilitates Lampard's goal scoring brilliance that season. 0809 for Liverpool. Torres facilitates Gerrard's goal scoring brilliance that season. And I'm not that they are some huge shoes to fill for a 19 year old <clears> kid. <throat> so again, that's why I'm wary of pressure. But if Elliot wants to be bits and pieces around the edge of the box, he might not be the answer for this for this game. It actually might be a car value and just say you I get mean, up. We and- shouldn't forget <clears throat> it's not that long ago the Klopp's go to three in midfield was Wijnaldum, Henderson and Milner. Yeah. He likes safety first in yeah. his midfield. I think to expect Milner to play three games on the bounce might be, particularly with Newcastle a few days away, he might want to give Jimmy Milner a rest this time out and play Henderson. I think, um, well, Chris in his his, um, team selection programme said midfield of Henderson and um, Harvey Elliott and um, Fabinho, that seems probably the most likely, to be honest. I can't see him dropping Harvey Elliott because he's playing well. Yeah. 
he's not going to do without Fabinho again, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not that long ago we thought our team without him was, you know, totally disastrous. Yeah. You know, um, but the same goes out of Henderson as well. You know, and Henderson. Well, fair enough. You would have to play him on the left, but he's such a, a worker, and he, he he also does get forward. I'm not know. against the idea of putting Elliot on the left of midfield. You know, he's left footed. I don't know why we haven't. And it, because he's the only, he's the closest thing we've got available at the moment to what Thiago can do in because terms Prater's of that. Out <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's what I mean. There's, there's a pecking order, and we, we but because the awkwardness of Elliot means that somebody's going to have to play left of that midfield three and it's just who's the better fit and it's whether Elliot is so, is Elliot so established on that right hand side or are we so set on another inverted football on the right whereas there's just something well, to Thiago plays on the left so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know he's inverted but you, I mean, never, that, have, but you that, never have left footed midfielders do you you know you, you don't, you don't you, so it feels like it's only a problem we ever come up against when we have we drop a left footed in anywhere other than a left wing position no one knows what to it just seems like the, the, the received wisdom isn't it that yeah, you, yeah. Everyone has to be inverted. No left footer has ever played right side at centre half in the history of football. It's mental. But right footers can be trusted all day long to play the left side of the left side of centre back. Yeah. I do love a left footed centre half, like yeah. yeah, yeah, God, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. I've been lefties of the world unite people. Um, but the um, <laughs> but it's um, but I, I just wonder whether there's a, there's a tactical shift there because. Henderson is so established on that right hand side and he does have that understanding with Trent and with Salah and what you get as well is if Trent's having a little struggle at the moment with his form better than I'd rather have Henderson bombing back and getting in yeah. and covering those spaces I think it asks too much of Elliot because look, we, were be- we were much better at Old Trafford when Elliot just fixed himself in, like, in a right attacking midfield slot and we just went through him but it does leave you exposed a little bit. Whereas if you put him on that left-hand side, you've got a bit more assurance because Robbo's just that bit more solid down that side. You've got Virgil behind as well, which I think which I think helps. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that because if our system is built around our creativity in midfield coming from the left side of midfield role, then why not just put our creative, the only creative midfielder who gets in the team on that side of the pitch or give Carvalho the other thing I mean it doesn't get talked about a lot is our team and our goals depend so much on our fullbacks yeah yeah if teams are going to sit deep then a lot of what they used to do which is put balls in behind defences is is not available and I I personally not sure Robbo's played very well for a while Mm -hmm. simply because He's no longer able to bomb forward on the left and go past full-backs and put crosses in. And also Diaz kind of gets in his yeah, way a bit. D- but even when on. Diaz isn't on the pitch, even when Mane was there, Robbo wasn't doing it any longer. He tends to get the ball with his foot that way and yeah. come back inside all the time. And it's not because... I don't think it's because he hasn't got the engine anymore. I do think he looks up and he sees full-backs and he sees people behind full-backs and he sees someone behind there and he thinks there's no real path through there and I think we've got to find a solution to how much more our fullbacks need to contribute I think their assists are probably going to go down dramatically particularly Robbo's because he doesn't quite have the delivery that um, Trent does well it, it, it's interesting he's, st- he's still getting into some of our best situations of he's, those first he's actually games. got in the box more often yeah. than some of our well, forwards honestly again this is we said this last season if he ever learns how to shoot he could be, he could be a, a game changer for us, but that's the problem is that he can't. He can't, he can't, can't edit. Um, but 
you should, I mean, you should be maybe asking a little bit more of in that regard. But I've seen a couple of times against United, got some great space on that left hand side, got to the byline a couple of really good times. Did the same against Fulham. The only good things we did in that first half against Fulham was freeing Robbo and or Diaz at the at, at the back post. But you're right. You need if he if he's going to do what he does, someone needs to gamble near post or somebody needs to gamble towards the goalkeeper and Bobby Firmino isn't that so he either need to tell him to do that but Diaz has started to do it a bit he comes in and he lays um, Robbo in a few times and a few few tricks and flicks can can do that but I do think if we can improve the number of assists from the fullbacks again get it up to the normal level that we'll be a far more dangerous side there's also a little bit which we don't want to skate around too much. I just want to see. I want to see Verge be a bit more aggressive. Honest to God, he's <laughs> no. I'm not. I, I've called him out already. How many times? I've been both away games and both away games. He's went straight down the tunnel and not even clapped the fans. Uh, if there's someone who needs to have a look at themselves, it is Virgil Van Dijk because I'm absolutely sound with you being boss for four seasons straight and having a bit of a dip and coming back from an injury and not playing as good. I'm absolutely sound with that. I'll stick behind you when you're wearing the Liverpool shirt. But if you're not coming over and clapping the fans and thanking them for coming to the game and paying their wages to watch you and then get off the football pitch. I, I can't you, you, you stand wonder, you it. You wonder whether he might have a little niggle and he's, he's, he's nursing it. And, uh, yeah, I don't he, know whether he's, he's going off for treatment or all sorts. Yeah. See, the other thing that worries me, and I'm not even I'm not suggesting this is Virgil by any means, is there's a World Cup coming up. Yeah. yeah. And the number of players who go through the motions desperate not to be injured before the world. I said, it's, and it's just a consideration, again, there's tons of things. I'm going to do a video probably later today on my channel about all the, the fears and potential problems around Liverpool or what have you. The World Cup thing is is, is absolutely, that's a, a massive part of it. And obviously, but also off the back of how much effort was put in, me and Chris were just talking about plans for around like November, December when the World Cup's on. And like, we talk about like, let's say potential live shows or whatever. And we are like, well, a, it's England and we're not asked. And Chris immediately went, but also having a break. And, I, and I've thought that too. And everyone I've spoken to is a bit like kind of looking forward to the World yeah. Cup as a break. And there's no way that the, the players aren't having a little bit of that as well. Everyone's got this mm-hmm. idea on it's a straight burn until mid-November. And then you're either going to the World Cup and you're into the World Cup or you're, or you're off and you're having a bit of recuperation. And you know something psychologically is not quite right. And we're just talking as fans and this might not translate to the players in any way, shape or form. But for discussion's sake, we're all having a little bit, you said it before with the international break, could all just do with a break already it's not started yet and we're already thinking yeah. about where your break comes like when you wake up on a Monday morning and you're like oh when's Friday or when's my next day off means you're not you're not rested and ready for the week if you're already thinking about when your next when your next break is it's a, a small consideration hopefully elite sports people don't think the way that we do they're not as mentally weak yeah. as us but the, the thing about Virgil is is he just not lethargic. I don't know what it is. He just doesn't seem urgent with what he does. But he never like, does. But that, that's the thing, though. But I agree that, <clears throat> I don't know, it's just things aren't clicking for him as easily, I don't think. I don't, I think I think the way, when you're that kind of footballer, I think Trent's got a similar issue with that. They're both so good that when you, you know, like Gerard, that this is the peak of his powers, you could just wave your foot at the ball and it'd be like... Phew, Perfect. Every single time it'll go exactly where you want. And I don't know what the process is when that stops working for you. Because I remember like the end of Gerard's career, a couple of games where he was tasked with dragging us out the shit. But it was 13 14 and he's having he's having like shots from distance. It's like, Stevie, that's not been your game for like three or four years now, mate. You haven't had that in your locker. But he's hoping because he's done it before he'll still be able yeah. to do it. 
when you're not when you're that kind of player and it's all about your talent and your skill not about your raw physicality and not about this and that I think sometimes it can be hard I don't know how you it, it can be just in your head sometimes that's where I'm concerned about the thing about Virgil is he's always been laid back yeah. and he's always casual he looks casual but always does the job I mean have you ever seen him hail himself on the ground in front no. of anything? No. I, it, but for you know. me, the, the difference was was in in years past, like he he'd, he'd stop players, so he'd, he'd get out to them, he'd he'd make a bit more of an effort. I don't know what it is. He'd get to the man just a little. You wouldn't Close think he was out of yeah. out Close of. him down a lot. Quicker, yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think he was out of stride or he was busting a gut to get there, but he got there faster, and then it stopped everything and slowed everything down. There is a little thing I think where you're that. trying to prove that you're all right by doubling down on how you do things. Yeah. You know where you like what you, you've got to show that I'm fine by showing how laid back I am in this situation you don't want to appear to break a sweat because it breaks it breaks the aura you know what I mean it, it, you know you'll, you'll have people thinking you're struggling more than you are whereas actually the problem is with the levels of analysis and you saw it with Sky and then Milner's Bollock and Virgil on the pitch there's a few more eyes on him and it could just it could just do with maybe just, just flex your muscles a bit yeah. actually just go and go and aggressively win something just to let everyone know that I'm dead pissed off here yeah. don't 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 fucking try me, mate. Because I'll, I'll, I'll do you. I'll, I'll add and you. And if, if that's that's what I mean. That's why. I think I remember PSG coming to Banfield and Milner within the first five minutes put one on Neymar yeah. and it was like don't don't start yeah. don't, you we'll do this all game yeah. and if it's not me it'll be Robbo or it'll be someone else on the pitch it'll be Jordan Anderson and every time you try and get past me whether I'm getting a yellow card or not I'm putting one on you yeah. and I'm making sure you know I'm there I'm ex- and I think you need to do that I'm expecting a big game from Berge and from Trent this, yeah. this weekend to be honest because I think they both know they've got a, a bit of a point to prove and I thought Trent was brilliant against Palace in that particularly when you know we needed to go up a level and he really wanted to influence that game. Hopefully we'll see more of that. Um we're gonna be picking our elevens in a minute. We had a super chat before we move on to the Betmate teams. Uh from Jaden uh, Granville with seven ninety nine Australian dollars. Thank you so much, mate. He says uh, Bournemouth a good game for everyone to brackets hopefully kick into gear a bit. Start at the back with Verge, Trent, Robbo, Simi and the rest onwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Show you show you're impenetrable. You know, like show I think show some steel first. Show that they've got no chance. Tell them their entire game is just being pinned back and pummeled. Pummel to yeah. bits until we until we finally win and uh, yeah, show, show that make, that whole fortress Anfield thing would be would be very nice to make sure that we maintain. Um, what is your eleven for this one, Dad? Um, the obvious defenders because there's none others. Maybe Simicast. Well, I think is knocking on the door, but I don't think he's going to come in for this one particularly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Trent um, Gomez, Van Dijk, and Robbo with mm-hmm. Allison behind them. Yeah, midfield. You know, we're only talking four players possibly there. Yeah. I think I don't think Cavallo and Elliot will play in the same team. So I'm thinking Fabinho, Elliot, and Henderson, mm-hmm. and up front the obvious three of Mo Salah, Bobby Firmino, and Diaz. Any movement movement on that, Carl? Um, I'd like us to be more attacking and play four two three one, and maybe put Carvalho or Elliot in the ten, but mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. So I'd, I'd start Costas to be honest because. 
Robertson's the one that I'd rather him play the derby. Um, and I know we've got Newcastle before that, but maybe you give Costas a run in because it's whether you give Costas Newcastle. But he just he keeps bringing him on with like two minutes to go, and it is the maddest substitute. On well, it's part. I think some, some reasons it's protecting Robertson, and others it's keeping it's keeping Simicast in his eye in a little bit. But I, the Simicast thing's not a bad shout. It, it only because if, if we're talking about a team that's going to sit in, and you're at home, and you, you you're going to dominate possession and all that kind of stuff, that if Robertson's not getting into these powerful drives, overlapping against the byline Simicast does have I think generally better delivery yeah, yeah. better cross he's, the ball, he's, yeah. be- he's our best corner taker for me well, that's an interesting one so maybe there is an outside shelf for, for Costa Simicast interesting stuff right let's have a look then at the other Premier League fixtures which at some point I've totally removed from the screen um, the um, we know we are a 3pm kickoff, which is very Leeds Br- Brighton Leeds yeah 3pm okay uh, good City start. Crystal Palace 3pm yep. it's someone be Fulham as the half five kickoff. maybe Arsenal Arsenal versus Fulham well done Chloe um, half 12 is Manchester United maybe away at um, it's someone not great I don't think Southampton well done yeah. <laughs> um, Sunday I don't know so yeah half 12 Southampton Man United I mean if they want to turn up in like that that green kit there and then blame how it looks like too much like the grass or something yeah. that would be a great throwback um, Chelsea host Leicester at three o'clock as mentioned Brighton host Leeds City host Palace the two ones that stand out for me in the weekend apart from our own um, are Crystal Palace travelling to Man City and Fulham travelling to Arsenal and that obviously two teams that have taken points off us already it would be absolutely sensational if they could do that against another team that has pretensions at the top of the league just to show that it's not because we're shit or exclusively because we're shit it'd be nice if it was because they're actually decent teams who are capable I don't think Crystal Palace will get anything from Man City and the major reason I do think this is because they did twice last year and I think Pep seals doors up like Wolves did it a couple of seasons ago and then after that they got they had, they had no change yeah, out of them Vieira though Connection there. The next Man City manager in lieu, um, potentially. Um, Fulham going away to us. It'd be nice if, if Mitrovic could go and shake them up a bit. And with Zaha, they vote, if, if, if they play him through the middle, which is where I think he's probably best, then he's going to give them problems if they, you know, rather than just sit back and do nothing like most teams do. Yeah. They've got an outlet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got a super chat from MKH31 who said Liverpool will bounce back three points versus the Cherries. I like that optimism. Let's have more of that, certainly. Um, yeah, there you go. They're the big games. I want to let you know. I want you to let me know in the comments uh, what you think is likely to happen across them. What your starting 11 for Liverpool going to be? And just look, if you, I say, if you just want to get stuff off your chest get stuff off your chest just be nice just don't be nasty to other Liverpool fans everyone wants Liverpool to be on top right right no no amount of begging for transfers is going to make any difference to that unfortunately um, so let's all stick in this together if you go in the game then make sure you're full fit and ready and mad for the fight and let's go and scream our hearts and lungs out of this team at the weekend and hopefully get the season up and running um, wouldn't that be nice I'd love it um, score prediction Dad Clown. Hey, these I, I predicted them and we've lost or we've drawn three times. Yeah, um, three one Liverpool. 
two, yeah, two nil to Liverpool. I say that, but I don't think we can score three goals. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> One yeah, nil. I'm having a little bit of like, yeah, and genuinely, I'm a bit of like, well, you know, let's come back with that. I'm not arsed. Now we, we win. We really need a bit of luck. Yeah, you know, one of yeah. those which hits the post and goes in yeah. rather than goes out. You yeah. know, one of those. Definitely, I completely agree with that. Right, yeah. Score predictions, start eleven predictions, and more. Start eleven predictions show uh, is out already because Payjack did that, I believe. Did he do that? Yeah, he this one already. Good on him. Good on him. What's his team? Oh wow. That's a good team. Um, I'm sure he's been getting all kinds of stick because he's putting certain players in that other people like more or less. It's just the world we live in now, apparently. Uh, if you want more from us, do check out Redmen Plus. Uh, Neil Jones on Jano Insight with me talking about all the potential targets being linked uh, in midfield that Liverpool may or may not move for uh, in the final week of the transfer market. Uh, there's also Around the League and a whole host of other shows, including Debate Show and more. So yeah, if you want videos or podcasts and, of course, that boss Discord group, uh, then do head over to redmenplus.com. Uh, thank you so much guys absolute pleasure and uh, yeah Champions League draw if you're live we'll follow this evening to two hour live show on actual normal telly I've got no idea when the draws happen so come and join me 4pm me yeah is it? Oh no, that's when it starts. Yeah, five PM at least. Anyway, we'll be live from five. Um, me, Chris, and Chloe for the Champions League draw. Hopefully, we get a boss one. We can all be excited about that. See you there. Ta-da. Thank you for tuning in. If you want more Redmen TV content in your life, head over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. Uh, you can get access to a whole host of other content, including interviews, documentaries, free and post-match content. As well, if you join us at Club Legends, you will also get perks such as free merch, discount on merch, tickets to live shows, and much, much more. Head over to Redmen Plus now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.